Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Pet Psychic Radio Show on blogtalkradio.com, starring Laura Stinchfield, the Pet Psychic. Hey, everyone. I'm Laura Stinchfield, the Pet Psychic. I can hear animals who are living now as well as those who have crossed over. This show is about teaching you and your animals how to understand each other better. You can log on to thepetpsychic.com. That's thepetpsychic.com for more information about Laura. Uh, tips on animal communication and animal behavior. You are listening to the Pet Psychic Radio Show on blogtalkradio.com. You can call in at 917-889-2693. That's 917-889-2693. Chat room is open and active. I'm your producer and co-host, Izu Sahara. We have Kendra and Deanna on the phones. Thanks, ladies. Okay, let's take some calls. Let's get right to it. Let's get to it. Let's see here. Um, our first caller is Knight. It's a black male, black Siamese with yellow eyes. Four years old. Um, is ooh, eating other cats' vomit all the time. So oh. let's talk to <laughs> a uh, lot Knight. Of issues going on there. <laughs> yeah, let's talk to Summer. Hey, Summer, tell us what's going on with uh, Knight. Um. Knight is extremely food obsessed, um, but you know we feed him regularly. We feed him really high uh, quality and high protein diet. Uh, the thing of it is, is he is always as soon as the other cat. We have two cats. Uh, the other cat starts to sound like he's about to throw up because he has a really sensitive tummy. Um, my cat, my baby Night Night, chases after the sound and then tries to well, doesn't try often, um, starts eating his vomit as soon as it's there. Like, oh it is the greatest world. That's terrible. So, yeah. wait, wait a second here. So, the other cat, so how often is that cat vomiting? He doesn't do it often. It's just like when he eats too fast or okay. if he eats, you know, grass. Um, so, it's or, not every day. No, no, not every day. Okay, good, good, good. I was more concerned about the other cat. Okay, so, um, okay, and now, so, just let me let me know this. Is Knight, like, also food obsessed over your food? No, ma'am. Um, well, he'll try to steal, like, powdered donuts or, you know, the occasional, you know, chocolate-covered Oreo. Um, but he, he isn't really interested in, um, like, my meat, or, you know, any potatoes on my plate. He's just very picky. Um, it's usually very strong-smelling stuff that he goes for. Um, yeah, and it also sounds like sugar, things that are sugary. He he will go for sugary stuff, too, strawberries yeah. included. Oh, my goodness. And what's, what's the food that you have him on? Um, right now we have him on... Um, like 95% uh, pure, well, I said venison the other day, but it's usually yeah. fish food. What's um, because, the brand? Or do you make it yourself? Uh, no, ma'am. We have been feeding him, give me a moment. Um, it is wellness. Uh, oh, 
Chicken and Trout formula. Yeah, and yeah, and we have him on Royal Canin um, for a ro- aromatic selective. Oh, that's not a good food. No. No, Royal Canin unfortunately is not a good food. It's kind of junk food. Even though they sell it at the vet. Yeah. I'm maybe um, switching off that food, but okay, let's get let's get night and ask him what's going on. But I think about taking them off the off the Royal Canin. Um, um, uh, I'm all cool with that, um, if that's what it takes. Yeah, it's like real canin, and sometimes it has, like, chicken digest, which is, like, poop, and byproducts, which are, like, factory farms, beaks and, ta- and talons, and sometimes they use fillers, like white rice or corn, and a lot of times the the first ingredient or the one of the ingredients is a meal instead of an actual like chicken or duck or venison it's like venison meal so um so it's not the best food okay but let's get let's get night and see what night has to say about this. let's get him okay i like food a lot <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. I don't mind eating different types of food. And I know you said that food is not good for me, but it feels good in my tummy. <laughs> Most of the time I like how food feels good in my tummy. Aww. And I'm not scared to say it. I'm a good <laughs> eater. Okay, well, I'm going to approach the throw-up thing. Why do you why do you eat throw up? Because do you know that it's really bad for your body? It's really gross and it's not good for you. The reason why I eat it is it tastes good. It kind of feels soft and it's filling. So the thing that's interesting to me is that he keeps talking about, like, it feels good in his belly, it's filling. So, like, why does he feel like he needs to be full all the time? You know, like, that's the thing that, that worries me. But yeah. I'm gonna... Go ahead. What were you going to say? Um, usually he will start um, demanding food about an hour before food time because we have scheduled for um, when they eat. They eat mm-hmm. at 30, 4 o'clock, and 11 o'clock at night. Um mm-hmm. can't, you know, free feed them because he is go, so. Do you go, does he go in, is he an indoor-outdoor cat or is he just indoor? Indoor. And do you play games with him and stuff? Um, Sometimes. Um, Usually he prefers to just lounge. Oh, no. <laughs> um, would you think about, so is he overweight? No, ma'am. Um, it's. Keep him um, on a very strict diet. He is um, 18 pounds, but he's a big cat. Okay. Okay. I think I would make sure that you get him off the hills because the hills have grain, and the hills can make him feel, like, ravenous for food. Okay. So you want to get him off that, and then would you ever, like, leash train him to go outside and take him outside? Because the, the other thing that I worry about when, when animals are get, like, food obsessed, well, one, it can be something going on inside their body, of course. But he's also a young cat, so I would make sure that he's off, like, the grains. But then 
he could just be bored and that could be his like only fun association, you know, especially if he's indoors. So you want to try to enrich his life. So if you can, if you can get him out, would you do that? Would you leash train him? Um, I wouldn't because we live in a city and even though, well, I also have a roommate who's extremely allergic to fleas. Um, oh. so that's something else we're keeping okay, control so of. Okay, so I think what you should do with him is, like, get, like, teach him things, either, like, do clicker training with him or, like, okay. make sure you get, do clicker training where it's, like, you can teach him to come to you and then click and treat. Um, like, make him work for his food. You could teach him sit and down like a dog. And We have. Uh, you have? Yes, ma'am. We have. Oh, cool. Okay, let me ask him if, okay, let me, hold on. You know what else I want to say? I like TV on. I like a lot of stimulation. I don't really just lounge. I'm a big thinker, and I'm always thinking to myself, I wonder what mom's up to now. And I'm always checking it out. And let me stress to him about the throw up again, okay? But I think you should train him more. I'm going to ask him, do you like the training night? What do you think about, like, the training? I think it's a little bit boring because I don't do anything really cool. I want to do something really cool, like change the channel on the TV. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe what I could do is take down the bed covers. <laughs> like turn down the bed? Yeah, like turn down the bed. <laughs> That's cool. Oh, my God, he's so cute. Okay, night, night. Listen, you have to make sure that you don't eat throw up, honey, because it's so bad for you. It can make you really sick. The reason why your friends are throwing it up is because it's not healthy for them. So you have to make sure that you don't eat it anymore, that you leave it alone. It's going to be really, really hard. As soon as you start hearing them have to throw up, you're going to have to catch yourself. And you're going to have to try and make yourself do something different, like lick and yawn and walk in an opposite direction because it really is unhealthy for you. Okay, you really have to get this. It's very, very dangerous for you to be doing that. I hear you. Well, will you will you let us know how he does? Call us back in and let us know. Oh, I will. T- I will totally do that. Or if I don't, one of my roommates will totally. Great. Okay. Thanks, Summer. Definitely want to. I'll definitely remember this this story. I know. How funny is night. Nice. I think it's one of the grosser stories we've had. Eating I vomit. know. <laughs> Poor guy. Smart though. I think he needs to do more things. But yeah. also, like, you know, like I get like that on greens. Where like if I eat pasta, then the next day I wake up like ravenous. So maybe that's his problem too. Oh yeah, I have that all the time. Like eating crackers or chips, it's like never ending. Then I just want to eat more and more and more. I, I know, right? You just can't <laughs> even eat them at all. I know. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going to go straight to our guest today, which is Eileen from Operation Blanks of Love. Uh, 
Hey, Eileen, welcome to our show. Well, thank you. I'm so glad to be here again. Yeah. Thank you. Um, it's always great to have you on our show. I absolutely love your organization. It's such a great idea. For our listeners who haven't heard about Operation Blankets of Love, can you go over um, what you guys do and how you help animals? Oh, sure. Well, we are in California, and what we do, we provide aid and comfort items to shelters, rescue groups, fosters, and a lot the last two years to pets of the homeless that are on the streets. And what we collect are um, old or new blankets and towels and pet beds and leashes, harnesses, you name it, food, treats. Puppy diapers to senior diapers, cat scratchers, anything that's pet related, we get donated from the community, and we have like almost 80 drop-off locations, and awesome. the community comes and they donate the items, and we have volunteers that go to their local shelter and rescue groups that pick it up at no cost to them, so they can spend more money on the really, really ex- exorbitant vet bills and for the spay and neuter and to get more animals out. So it's that's, been really terrific. That's amazing. Uh, were you, you were recently featured in Oprah magazine? Yes. They called two months ago. Their issue in March, which just came out, is how to declutter your life. And they were doing a makeover with this woman that collected and had too many towels and linens and sheets and... Um, what else did she have? Oh, my goodness. She had blankets and comforters, and she was paying storage fees to keep them in boxes. Oh so the article had all these different uh, makeovers, and so they called me, to, and they heard that we can take the blankets and towels and um, use them for something good, and they wanted to make sure that I was still doing this, so they have... Um, a little article about her, and and then they put um, our name there and how people can just go in their linen closet and use everything for good for the animals in the shelters. And it just came out, and it was so exciting because that everyone is, loves Oprah. <laughs> yeah, that is so exciting. So that just yes. came out, the March issue. Yes. Yeah. So everyone so. pick it up, check out the article. Um, yeah. Today we're going to talk to Ginger again, and I just oh. wanted to, my main question to Ginger today, tell us who Ginger is, first of all. Okay, well, Ginger's right here next to me. Ginger is my first pet ever, and no one can believe it. I'm in my 50s, and I never had a pet before. And about nine years ago, we adopted this beautiful little mutt, but... I was really afraid because I had no idea what to do with her, and my husband grew up with pets. So make a long story short, I had to take doggy lessons to learn about commands and learn what a dog is all about. And Ginger uh, was found on a highway with another little puppy. They were about four months old, mixed terriers, and she's the love of my life, and she inspired me, everyone, to to help homeless animals, and it just grew so much that we became a nonprofit, and she's my world. And because of her, we're helping over a thousand homeless animals a month. Oh, that's wow. that's so great, and that's <laughs> why I wanted to ask Ginger. Yeah, um, right here, Ginger. Okay, okay. Ginger, oh, she put um, her head up. <laughs> okay. I wanted to ask 
I wanted to ask Ginger, what is the importance, uh, you know, of Operation Blankets of Love? Oh, good question. Okay. Ginger. There's many importances. One of them is to keep animals warm. And then another one is to help their bodies. Because some of them have really hurtful bodies, and it doesn't feel good to have a hurt body. People don't realize that their old blanket can make a world of difference. Because when you're scared and you don't have anything that feels like a home, somebody's blanket can put a lot of calmness in your heart. It's so it's really easy to open up your doors and look inside and see which ones you don't use anymore. Because so many people have blankets they haven't used in years. And I got to tell you something. <laughs> you don't need that blanket anymore. <laughs> That's so cute. So cute. Yeah, and she snuggled in her little blanket <laughs> right now. Oh, it's so good. That is really great, Ginger. Um, So how can our uh, listeners contact you if they have some blankets they want to donate? Okay, well, what I want them to do is call us because even though you might not be in California, I want you to contact us so then you can help your local shelter. And our website is operationblanketsoflove.org. And my phone number under Contact Us is 818-402-6586. And it's very simple. It will not take, if you're just going to do one or two blanket drives, um, it's very simple. And I could send you something to help you out. Then you're going to help animals get warmth and comfortable. And studies show that they're more adoptable. So you're going to be saving lives by doing a blanket drive. Thank you so much, Eileen, yes. for being on our show again. And we'll have all your information on our website as well. So well, thank you very much. And Ginger wants to thank you, too. And she says that she really appreciates all the things you do for all the animals. It's, she She's giving you a, a big hug and a lick. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks. Thanks, Eileen. Okay. <laughs> that Beauty. was Eileen Smolson from Operation Blankets of Love. Again, it's operationblanketsoflove.org. That's operationblanketsoflove.org. And we'll have all of their information on our website, which is pet, thepetpsychic.com, and our Facebook page and all that stuff. So look out for that. If you missed uh, the phone number, we'll have it uh, set up there. So no worries. No worries. Um our next caller, let's see who's calling in here. We got, I think we have a Shih Tzu named Shushu, which is the, the cutest name ever. I um, know. She, uh, female, white with a brown mask, is very tiny, three years old. And Shushu got very sick at Christmas time with an immune problem, white blood cell problem, um, stares all the time and won't play. So let's talk to Shushu's mom, Carol. 
Carol, you're on. Uh, tell us what's going on with Shushu. Um, she spent the three days, Christmas, Christmas Eve, and Christmas Day in the hospital because her platelets were down to 2,000, um, and they're supposed to be 175,000. So she's been doing okay, like the medicines have been bringing it back up, but then I noticed in the past week or so that she stopped jumping and, like, she's nervous about climbing into the car and all. And when I went to the vet this week, they said her count had dropped again down to um, 50,000. So we're trying to get the counts regulated and figure out what the right steroid dosage is. But in the meantime, if, like, she'll bring all her toys over to me to play, and then when I get down to play with her, she just kind of stops and walks away from me, or she sits and stares at me for, like, 20 or 30 minutes. She'll just sit and stare. And if Aww. I go to read for her, she backs away. So I don't know what, like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, let's ask Shushu. Okay. So she's white with a brown mask, right? And she's very tiny. Okay, let's get Shushu. Yeah, I haven't been doing so good. I have a crinkling feeling in my body. It's like this feeling. You feel really weak. And you feel like you're floating on air. It's kind of scary. And if I reach down to grab my toy and I lift my head up, I get really dizzy. And when I eat, I feel a really nauseous feeling. And I'm just sort of wondering, what on earth has made me so sick? And I thought about it over and over. And I think to myself, it must have been something on the ground. Do you think that I could get sick from, it looks like actually what she's talking about is like sap or something from a tree. Do you have trees outside that are like, that have sap? Where do you live? Um, I live in Maryland. Um, uh, we haven't really been, we went, we went to Pennsylvania at Thanksgiving, but we haven't really, she's mostly an inside dog, except oh. like when you go. Kate May and stuff. Do you know what that would be, though? It kind of looks like it reminds me of, like, like she's talking about something that she thinks might have made her sick. And, you know, granted that she doesn't really know what made her sick. But she's trying to think of what it is. But it reminds me of, like, pine sap. Okay. But, like, it could be something sticky in the house, like maybe, like, a glue or something. But I thought it was near a tree, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah, cause some, she says, yeah, sometimes it would get on my paws. Okay. And when I would lick off my paws. I mean, it yeah, could be that. front paw on that. She licks at her paws a lot? Her front paw. Her one paw. Her one paw. Um, let me ask her, which paw is that, her right or her left? Her right. That's 
paw feels tingly. And when I move, my shoulder hurts. Oh. Um, I don't know what to do, she says. I'm going to ask if she knows anything that can help her. She says she likes magic water. Has she had fluids during this time? Has she had what? Has she had fluids? Yeah, she she drank water and stuff. But she hasn't had IV fluids. Um, she had IV fluids when she was in the hospital. Yeah, she says she thinks she needs that. She thinks that would help her. And the other thing I think would help me is cut up chicken meat. Do you give her that? What is it? Cut up chicken meat? Yeah, she gives that. She also gets carrots and apples. Oh, that's good. Well, she likes she likes that, right? Yeah, she oh, likes yeah. that. She likes her parents. Oh, I mean, the main thing is that she's not, like, you're right, she's not feeling well. And so, um, but she doesn't really know how to get better. But when she stares at you and when she comes over to you, she's feeling dizzy and lightheaded. Like, you know how she said that she feels like she's walking on air? That's lightheaded. Okay. So, um. Well, she says that she would like fluids, so that would be something maybe you could talk to your vet about. But okay. the the other thing that's really good in situations like this is the Tellington Touch. It's a it's a massage, for lack of a better word, that helps um, stimulate the nervous system and uh, it helps up this it speeds up the body of healing. And one of the easy things that you could do is just stroke her ears. So you could stroke from the base of her ear all the way out to the tip of her ear. Okay. And that would help her circulation, too. And maybe that would help her sort of feel less dizzy during those times. Okay. But I'm sure the dizziness probably has to do with her, her blood count. I mean, the vet would might be able to tell you that, like if that's a side effect of her blood counting like that. Okay. So yeah, Carol, let us know um how how she's doing and uh hopefully you can talk to your vet about that fluid thing too. Okay. I will. Okay. Okay, thanks, Carol. Aw. I hope she feels better. Me too. You know, it's interesting how she said the magic water, because a lot of the animals when they're sick, if they've had fluids before, they want the fluids. It's so mm-hmm. interesting how that helps them. Yeah, they know. Yeah, they know. And, like, sometimes they ask for it even before the vets suggest it. It's like mm-hmm. they just know that that's what they need or their body's heading in that direction where they're going to need that. Right, right. Well, our next caller, um, I think we're having kind of a one of those days. It's a, a gross, another gross call. Um, <laughs> gross Bailey, call. yeah, Bailey, female, seven years old, mostly brown with white diamond on top of her head, four white socks. Uh, tip, uh, there's a, on the tip of the tail is white and she's a beagle um, and eating, eating poop, eating her eating own poop. Eating her poop. Yes, eating her delicious poop. <laughs> <laughs> Maya, tell us, tell us about uh, Bailey. 
Well, he's a he's a boy. Oh, he, he's oh, a boy. Oh, he's sorry. a boy. Okay, sorry, sorry about that. It's okay. And um, yeah, just like you said, he he eats his he tries to eat his poop. I try to stop it. The vet said I could try to put like some garlic or like something smelly over it, but I just pull him away real quick and, and pick it up. So I want him to stop. Yes. And so, um, does he eat other dogs' poop or just his own poop? Um, sometimes, but mostly it's just his own. You know, like he'll smell, reason- he'll smell other dogs' poop, but it's mainly that he tries to like eat it, like his own. Like he'll really try to go for it. Okay, so one thing that's really good for that is feeding them pineapple. It makes the poop taste bad. Okay. So I don't know if Bailey would eat pineapple, but you could try oh, it. Oh yeah. Yeah, he'll and, probably eat it. Yeah, so it definitely makes their poop taste bad so that they don't want to eat it. But the main thing to me is when they're eating their own poop is that there's something going on in their body that they're missing, like they're missing something nutritionally. Mm-hmm. What What is it that you feed Bailey? Um, I'm giving him the pedigree uh, for small dogs right now. That's your problem, Maya. Pedigree is like the equivalent of eating Snickers bars. Oh, okay. It used to be thought of as a really good high-quality food. Like, you know, people think like, oh, that's it's like the the brand for the show dogs and breeders use pedigree, but it isn't a good food anymore. There are so many good high-quality foods. An easy switch for you, like, would be natural balance. And get a grain-free natural balance, and you can get it at any, like, Petco or PetSmart. Mm-hmm. And um, and you're not going to be paying that much more money for it. But I'll bet you anything that you're going to see a huge difference when you switch Bailey's food. Okay. But let's get well, Bailey. Sometimes, sometimes he likes real food. So I'm a vegetarian, so he'll oh. sometimes he'll, he'll eat what I eat. So, like, so he eats, like... He'll eat like apples and bananas and um, so stuff good like that. Mike. He does get he does get real food, but he still tries to eat his poop. Well, the problem with it, and we'll talk to him about eating his poop. But the problem, literally, with eating pedigree is that it's like they're eating candy. It's like or like McDonald's, and so candy and McDonald's, they're like it's it. There's something in it that makes them crave to eat more of it. So. You have to get them off pedigree. You have to promise me you get them off pedigree. If there's anything that I do for you today is that you get them off pedigree. Okay. Um, but natural balance will be an easy switch, especially as a vegetarian. And you, if you, whatever you eat, if it's healthy for you, it's healthy for him. He can eat all that stuff. You can give him as much mm-hmm. as you want. It's like the healthy, like, vegetables and fruit. Right. Um, yeah. but, but let's ask him about his poop eating. Okay, hold on. Just no onions and grapes, right? Oh, there you go. Yeah, no onions, grapes, and what else? Chocolate? Chocolate. Chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Raisins too, right? Oh, yeah, probably because of the skin. Yeah. Um, Okay. Bailey. Uh, Yeah, I know my mom's been upset. She's been, like, really upset about this. I've said to her, Mom, I understand. But then I see it, 
and I just can't stop myself. <laughs> That's how and it Mom, I know you help me, and I like it when you help me, because when you make those funny faces and you jump all around, I know it's gross. <laughs> <laughs> up on the telepathy I'm doing with him? Yeah, well, it sounds like he is because he sounds like you're being really clear and it sounds like he's even looking at it trying to stop himself because <laughs> you've been really clear with him. So, I mean, yeah, Mom, I understand you. Okay, you're, like, I really do. clear. And when you really want me to understand something... You have a way of, like, digging it into my brain. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Mom, I'm sorry. You know what, Mom? Let's talk about going for more car rides. (laughs) I don't want it to just be about poop eating. Let's go for a cool car ride. I want to go for a car ride. To the park where there's like a city near it. Do you know what he's talking about? It's like a park near town, maybe. Yeah, there's a a little, it's like a wilderness area near where I live, and we go there a lot. Um, Oh, are there stores near there, though? Stores? Yeah, because I think he said that he wants one, he wants to go to a park like near a town area. It's kind of near school. Oh, it's near school? You think maybe that's it? Maybe. There's also a row of shops. It looks like maybe he also wants to go to a place where maybe it's a small town with a park. Maybe he's talking about where my mom lives. Oh, maybe. And is that, do you drive there usually? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's where he wants to go. Aw. They moved. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's so funny. He's like, I'm not going to, I got the pet psychic on the line. I'm not just talking about you. He's, he's <laughs> taking over. He's taking over. He's really, he's really <laughs> smart. Can you ask him why he barks at other dogs all the time? Why he barks at other dogs? <laughs> Yeah, and like other dogs don't like him. Like they immediately they start barking at him when he walks by. I think it's because I have an air about me. I think it is too. <laughs> I'm like back off. I'm a tough dog. You don't so need to small. be so tough, though, honey. You could be friends. You right. can be friends with other dogs. You yeah. lick and yawn and blink your eyes and meet other dogs. It might be yeah. fun for you to have dog friends. <laughs> it's not fun when they flip you over. No. no, it is not. But you know what, Bailey? You need to watch the other dogs, right? And if the other dogs are looking at you and looking away, and if they're licking and yawning and lowering their heads and walking calmly with their people, those are not the dogs that are going to flip you over. 
The dogs that are going to flip you over are going to be staring at you. Their mouths are going to be closed. They're going to be leaning on their front paws. Okay? So you just watch. Like, if you watch, you're going to be able to decide which dogs are friendly and which dogs are not. I'll try it, but I need mom's help. That's really good that she, that he really looks to you for guidance, you know. He really gets you. He really understands what you're saying. Yeah. So, He's Laura, really Laura, smart. for Maya, so she's going to, you suggest changing the pedigree food. Yes, mm-hmm. please. And, then, and then, then maybe doing the pineapple trick, right? Yeah. Right, yeah. Okay. Well, Maya, try those things and uh, call us back. Let us know how um, how she's doing. He's doing. Okay. He's doing. Sorry. <laughs> <That's> okay. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Maya. Thank thanks, you. Bailey. <laughs> Bye. Uh, Bailey is a character. So cute. So funny. You know what? He reminds me a little bit of Ventura. Didn't it sound like Maya didn't want to change the pedigree? Yeah. Maybe it's just, you know, that's what the, she's been so used to. But I'm yeah. sure she can change it. I know I, I used like, to be. I get um, to the cross to get her to change. <laughs> you know what? I used to um, feed Ventura my old Dalmatian pedigree too when I first uh, got him, mm-hmm. and um, you know I didn't know about the high quality food and how it affects them and all that stuff. So when my first dog out of high school. I used to buy her Alpo at the gas station because I thought mm-hmm. it was the best food because she loved it so much. <laughs> but it's, I like, mean, it's like, yeah. The, I don't even know if they make Alpo anymore. <laughs> yeah, they like it so much because it's, like, yummy and tasty but not so healthy. Yeah, and that's the thing about when you transition your animals off of the off of those sort of, like, low-quality foods, that they're gonna, they may really kind of put their nose up to the higher quality food because they're having withdrawal symptoms. They might get headaches and stomach aches because they switch. Or like what some people do is that they'll switch from the. Um, you, you actually really want you want to mix the foods um, and have a transition period before you trans- switch them all together. And like some people will say that their animals will like have diarrhea or. You know mm-hmm. they'll um, they'll throw up or they'll get sick. But what can happen too is when you're switching off of a junk food diet and you're moving to a high quality diet, you're detoxing. Right. And so right. a lot of the times they're having diarrhea just because they're detoxing all those toxins out of their food or out of their body. Yeah, I know. Even for me, when I'm on a, like a junk food binge. <laughs> It's hard to go back to eating healthy. Like you want to keep eating like sugar and like and junk food and you know. So I get it. I get it. Uh, Okay, let's go to another caller real quick. Let's see who we have here. Um, We have a pit bull named Precious, who's 12 years old um, and has a very sad story. I think Laura, you got a a picture texted to you. Oh, um, I did. From Deanna and Kendra. So if you want to check that out. Oh, and we're going to be talking yeah. to uh, Katie. Katie, tell us uh, about Precious. Hi. Yeah, so I volunteer at um, a rescue in Canyon Country called Bonnie Sanctuary. 
and this dog arrived there a couple months ago, and then um, recently I saw another posting about her, and it was, you know, her story that really inspired me to go up there and be a volunteer. She's a 12-year-old uh, pit bull that was used as a bait dog in a fighting ring, and so um, she basically, the people that had her had filed all of her teeth all the way down, so it's almost like inside of her mouth looks like a cow like she has no teeth like they're just little nubs and um she's got unfortunately tumors and um scars all over her body um both from being attacked and then she was overbred so many times that um all of her teeth have like little individual tumors hanging off of her um, and really the the question I have is, uh, this dog truly is the sweetest, most loving, kindest creature you would ever meet. And I just don't even understand, after the inhumanity and the horror that she's been through, how she can still, you know, just be the biggest love bug. And I just didn't know if you guys could ask her, you know, how she feeling now and kind of a little bit more about where she came from oh yeah okay and she's beautiful she's all gray right what did you call is it like a silver what do they call her she's beautiful she doesn't look to me like a true blue pit because when you look real closer it almost looks like a faded out brindle mm. um but super you know just mm. unfortunately just real bad shape and um I just kind of want to do whatever I can to make her feel better. I know that she's on different kinds of pain medications and things, um, but, yeah, she just. Okay, okay. let me get her. Let me get her. Precious, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. She says, I'm just really thankful that there's people that love me. It's really weird. The people that did the mean things to me. They loved me, but used me for violence. I even slept with one of them. We slept together all the time. He had his friends file down my teeth, though. He didn't do it. When he saw it, he gave me a big hug. And he said, drink this alcohol. It will make you feel better. Oh, what a nice guy. Oh, you know no. what else? They used to blow marijuana in my nose. Oh. And I have to tell you something. When the other dogs would fight and I got stuck in the middle, I would pray that my spirit would leave my body. But it never did. And when I had babies, some of the babies would die. And then they were taken away from me really early. Well, I'm not attached to that story anymore because I believe 
that you pay attention to the people you're with. Oh. Not got a lot of nice people around. Oh. You know, she's right, I'm on some painkiller. But they're not so bad. I get a little yeah. stomach cramping. And the stomach cramping can be bad from it. But it goes oh. away. Yeah. And sometimes I'm anxious in my sleep. And I don't think it's from bad dreams. I think it's from medication. Do you know, does anyone ever see that? Does she seem sometimes like she's restless in her sleep? You know what? I'm going to find out because um, the only things that I've heard from her is just, you know, her loving sweetheart nature, so I absolutely can try and email you back to get back with you, but I haven't heard um, anything about her being restless. Does she know how she ended up at the high kill shelter, or, like, was she taken away? Did somebody, or they turned her in, or was she taken away from them? Yeah, let me ask her. I went in one of those trucks. Mm-hmm. You know those trucks where you can't see anything? I went with a bunch of dogs. Mm-hmm. And I was so thankful they didn't put me with them because that would have been really dangerous. Some of those dogs killed other dogs. You know what? If I die today, I've known enough love to get to heaven. I'm not worried about it. Oh, my God, how sweet is that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Katie, uh, please give us a call back and give us the update on Precious, and uh, maybe you can come on with uh, your rescue group and we can talk to you further about your your, uh, work there. I feel very grateful. Thank you guys for the time and, yeah, your insight on her. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thanks for all you're doing. Yeah. Oh, thanks, you guys. Wow, Precious is amazing. Isn't she amazing? Yeah, very, very, uh, just very smart. You know what's like, you know, I always say, like, when animals have been abused or something, they that um, that people haven't spoken to them, so it's really hard for them to, like, to um, get close to people because they don't know what it's like to have that interaction and that love. But even though that that man was twisted <laughs> and yeah. um, did really bad things, mm-hmm. he loved her and he spoke to her, and that gave her enough to get to be able to get out of everything that she was in. Do you know what I mean? Or like yeah. be a future right. or to like have a consciousness enough to not be so damaged. That's amazing. That's really it strong. It is. Yeah. I hope that guy gets help because he sounds like maybe he, yeah. he's just really yeah. troubled too. Yeah. I mean, anyone who does something like that sounds like they have some issues going on. So issues. Yeah, um, let's. We can probably take one more call. So, real quick, let's go to Buggy, a female pug, 11 years old, died June 2012, beige with a black mask. 
and is communicating to Yvette, and she thinks she's telling her about future events. Ooh. Cool. Let's find out. Um, I know Yvette, tell us, uh, tell us what Buggy is telling you. Okay. Well, Laura and I talk all the time, um, every couple of months. And when Buggy passed, she was my life. My whole world revolved around her. And she died unexpectedly after surgery. And Laura has been helping me communicate with her. But Buggy has, I think, developed a new power or something because for three days last week she kept projecting that I was going to be in a car accident and that I was going to be T-boned. Luckily it wasn't T-boned. It hit my front driver wheel well, so she was pretty darn close. And I want to know, can can they do that? Yeah, even they can do that because time is different on the other side, you know, so that they can. Some of them do know what's going to happen in the future. But, like, what I'm interested in and also, and we'll ask Buggy, too, about it, but um, what I'm interested in and also maybe the listeners would be interested in is that you didn't always feel like you could hear Buggy, but, like, more and more you're starting to sense her and feel her more. How do you know it's her? What is that feeling? She... Well, sometimes I feel her on my chest, but mainly I start to cry. Oh. Whenever I, she comes to me, tears well up in my eyes. And oh. she flashes my favorite picture in my mind's eye right. of how she used to walk like a little crab. <laughs> and so she folks, she pushes that into my head, into my, I guess my mind's eye, because I can't describe it. It just kind yeah. of pops up, and then yeah. one of one of my best friends passed away, and she keeps putting him in front of me with them together. She met him when she was sick, mm-hmm. so she pops him in. So I know, I guess that he's okay. Yeah, oh, that's so nice. And how and do then, you know that it's not like a memory? Does it feel different to you, or how do you know? Yeah, like when- it feels different. It feels. Um, like my heart starts racing a little bit. It just, I get a whole different feeling. Oh, it's so good that you know all that. So because well, I, I think did. that happens to people and they misinterpret it as like a longing for them or a, or a memory. And it's so good that you that you know it and you feel it. Yeah, and she puts puddles next to her sometimes. Puddles just kind of like sits in the background. She doesn't really do anything. But it's not like Puddles is coming to me and saying something. It's always it's always Buggy in the forefront. Oh. And that's oh. because, you know, Buggy's quite the talker. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's ask Buggy if she's, like, projecting events to you. Okay. Yeah, Mom, I am doing that for you. You already have that ability already inside of you. And I'm just bringing it more to your awareness. I want you to know that it's okay for you to see that stuff. Because you can really feel it and you can deal with it. And it's not a bad thing. I'm here to help you and keep you safe. That's interesting. Have you ever felt like you've had that ability before? 
I used to have like dreams like at night and I would wake up and I would always know like something bad was going to, like whenever one of our bosses was in a bad state, I would have a dream that night that something was horribly wrong and then three or four days later, something was. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. Like deja vu type stuff. Right. So she's coming to help you to help you realize that gift a little bit more and to know that it's safe to know those things. Yeah, I think so, but she's oh. it's, it's strange. I mean, no one probably knows this, but I think everybody, I'm learning now how to talk to Buggy, and I can have, in my head, I talk to her all the time, mm. especially when I'm dishing out food because I made too much this morning and it's just little <laughs> things, you know. I just start talking, and she, like, pops in. But she's not oh. with me all the time. She just kind of pops in and out every now and then. Oh, it's so neat. It's so but neat. Will you ask her why she doesn't let puddles communicate? It's not really that I don't let him. He's just not as good as, at it as me. But he's learning. And he'll step forward more. So she's more showing you that he's there rather than not letting him talk. Right. Well, but she's so talkative. How can anyone get a word in edgewise? Thank you so much. So she is learning new tricks, and that's yeah. a good. That's good. Oh, and so are you. Thank you so much for sharing. Uh, thanks, Laura. I appreciate it. it's awesome it's so awesome to hear um, people starting to communicate with their animals I know I know spreading spreading the word hey Nakia I told Nakia Nakia my white cat she wants to do words of wisdom today oh great because it's time for words of wisdom yeah because she um I told her, she came and sat with me earlier, and I told her that she needed to come back. And so she's come back twice. <laughs> she's she's ready. Back. Okay. Nikia, me. what would you like to say for words of wisdom? Do you hear me out? Can you hear that? I can hear that. What would you like to say for words of wisdom? I want to tell everyone out there. That before you listen to the show, to say to your animals, let's listen now. Because this is a show for you and your animals. And I learned so much by listening to you all. And all your animals are talking to each other. What do you mean? That... that that they're talking telepathically to the other animals that are listening? Yeah, exactly. It's like the animal chat room. I spoke to that night. And I said, I've thrown up. And I can't imagine wanting that back in my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I can't either. Makia, that's funny. I'm right there with you, Makia. Can you all hear her purring? She's like a no. 
No. And Seymour's laughing in the background. Can you hear Seymour? <laughs> Do you hear Seymour? I don't hear oh. it. Oh, sorry. Oh, now I hear it. Wait, shh, shh. She's doing it louder now. <laughs> Tell everyone out there I love you. You do? You love everyone out there, Makia? Oh, yeah, it's important to spread the love. Well, I think that's great words of wisdom, don't you? Yeah, that's that's really great words of wisdom. And I'm so glad, Makia, that you, you know, you came out and uh, decided to do, do our show today. I know. So thank you. Thank you, thank you. Uh, I quickly wanted to mention before we end the show um, that... We, there is a Puppy Mill Awareness and Outreach on March 9th, which is this Saturday, in Newport Beach. So if you're in the Southern California area, you can join the Puppy Mill Awareness and Outreach event at Russo's Pet, which is in uh, Newport Beach. And I'll post that on our Facebook page for those of you who might be interested. If you got uh, nothing to do and you want to do something cool, go support the Awareness for Puppy Mills in Newport Beach. And um, you can go to our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash petpsychicradio. And we're going to have all the information about Operation Blankets of Love and, you know, all the events and anything else you need to know regarding Pet Psychic Radio. That's right. That's right. Um, anything else? Well, I think you should plug your blog and your Twitter uh, and everything. <laughs> Laura's been pushing me to pl- plug my stuff. Um, well, okay, so I have a blog. It's called uh, The Vegan Cannibal, and so you can just go to thevegancannibal.com. I know that's a very strange name, but um, I'm vegan, but I've been uh, obsessed with cam- cannibalism since I was a kid. It's a really strange obsession. Um so you can just go on there, and I have, like, vegan recipes. I also talk about some of my, uh, you know, liver donation stuff that I did and uh, whatever else is going on, like my band, my music, all yeah, that Yeah, she's stuff. a rock and roller, too. Uh, I am a rock and roller. Um, sometimes I'm a rock and roller. <laughs> uh, and so, it's the vegan cannibal, right, with a the in the front? The. I'm just like you. I yeah. got a the. The pet psychic, the vegan cannibal. That's right. Um, and follow us, uh, Laura's at the Pet Psychic uh, for Twitter. So that's the Pet Psychic, and I'm at Yukochino. So you can spell that Y U K O C H I N O. Again, we'll put all this stuff on Facebook. So you can tune in next week here on the Pet Psychic Radio Show to talk to the animals. Until then, go to thepetpsychic.com for more tips on talking to the animals, as well as private consultations with Laura. And don't forget to do all of our Facebook liking and stuff like that and spread the word. All right? Spread the word. Yeah, that's important, everybody. Please spread the word. Spread the word. Animal love. Talk to the animals. And we will see you all next week. Bye, everyone. Talk to the animals. Bye.